0: Get a closer look into some of your favorite Badgers both inside and outside of their sport. This is the Varsity Beat, presented by the Varsity Collective.
1: Welcome to the Varsity Beat, presented by the Varsity Collective. I'm your host, Sam Decker. The Varsity Collective is the NIL collective led and backed by University of Wisconsin alumni, former Badger student-athletes like me, and Badger fans everywhere. TVC's mission is to support current Badger student-athletes on the field, in the community, and in life. And if you want to get involved, then go to thevarsitycollective.com and learn more about how you can support Badger student-athletes too. On the podcast today, I'm really excited to welcome one of those student-athletes, the one and only current Badgers football running back, number zero, Braylon Allen. And then later on in the show, we'll be chatting with none other than our Badger point guard, number 23, Chucky Hepburn. So make sure to stay tuned for that. But first, we're excited to welcome on Badger football player, Braylon Allen to the podcast. Welcome, Braylon. Now, most of us know you as uh, the star player for our football team. But how old were you when you first started playing football? And were there any other sports that you were involved with growing up that
2: you maybe wanted to take that path as well? I started playing football fifth grade. So, you know, I was probably about like 10 years old. That's the earliest you can play tackle football where I'm from. So growing up, I was a big wrestler, my family, all huge wrestlers. Um, So I did that since I was probably like four years old, all the way up until um, my sophomore year of high school. So that was really like my main sport growing up. Obviously, you know, not being able to play football at a super young age, but I was kind of fifth grade. Not sure if I really liked football or not. And it was really when, really when Melvin, you know, went crazy against Nebraska his last year, had that 408 yard game um, where I was really like, football is, is something that, that I want to do. So yeah, I would say like middle of fifth grade was, was when I started taking it seriously and, you know, it's kind of, grinding.
1: Well, it's, it's funny you say that. I don't think we've had a guest that has talked about wrestling growing up. Touch on that quickly because Wisconsin obviously has a good wrestling program as well, but how does wrestling and some of
2: the nuances within that sport translate onto the football field for you? For me, it was definitely just kind of the mental aspect of it. You know, obviously the training is, is incredibly difficult for wrestlers and kind of just having that one-on-one combat, you know, it's me versus you, best man wins kind of mentality. Like I said, ever since I was really young, definitely that probably what I've taken the most from, from the sport of wrestling. Obviously, you know, football's a team game, but at the end of the day, you have to win your one-on-one matchups. I mean, everybody has them, you know, as a running back where I mess up with linebackers consistently, you know, in the run game, both in the run game and the pass game. Obviously, the linemen are pretty much one-on-one all the time and, and receivers and DBs. So everybody's kind of got those those matchups where it's me versus you and, and the better guy wins a rep. So that's probably what i take in most. And then obviously, wrestling is, is a very awkward sport. You know, you're putting a lot of awkward positions and requires a ton of balance, a ton of flexibility. So I guess just kind of doing that, being in those weird, awkward positions and movements for so many years definitely translated to the football field as well.
1: Well, you can definitely see that in the way you run and that aggression you have. And yards after contact is a big thing. And you also touched on Melvin Gordon. I think one thing that is unique about you and, and myself as we're home state guys, you're a Fond du Lac guy right up the street from Sheboygan where I'm from. So you, you had a chance to stay, to stay in state and you watch the guys in front of you, the Monte Balls, the Melvin Gordons, JT. The list goes on and on and on. James White. What did watching those guys growing up, what did they do for you? And to now be mentioned in the same breath as them, you know, your first two years, 1,200 yards each year and getting better and stronger as it goes on. So watching those guys, what are you trying to take after from what they did and build
2: on their legacy? but something that I strive for every single day. I mean, that's why I'm there. And that's why when coach Chris called me, you know, and told me he wanted me to play running back there, uh, I was just an exciting moment for me because I mean, I was, I was recruited out of high school as a defensive player. So it wasn't really until like two weeks before I got to campus that I found out I was going to play running back. But like I mentioned earlier, just kind of watching Melvin when I was young and him kind of sparking my love for, for the sport, you know, obviously that was, it was, it's kind of like a full circle moment. You know, now I, I get to do what I wanted to do when I was 10, 10 years old, and that's being the same position as, as the guys I was watching. So like I said, just just striving to to be mentioned with those guys every single day. Obviously, that's the main goal. They're up everywhere you know, around the facility, on the walls as as All-Americans and Doak Walker, war winners. So like I said, just, just grinding and striving for that every single day.
1: Well, you're definitely doing that. And you did mention the transition from defense to offense as a player, staying in state going to your home state program, passionate fan base, you're thinking defense, and then before you get on campus, hey, you're playing running back at a place with a storied tradition. How does your mindset shift now on a daily basis, knowing you carry the ball now, you're moving the sticks? What's that mindset when you wake up now with that added responsibility as that primary guy offensively?
2: Well, I kind of played, obviously, I was running back like growing up throughout elementary middle school. Once I got to high school, you know, obviously I was I was more so on the defensive side of the ball. But my last year, uh, I played running back for, for my high school and um, pretty much just went crazy. Um, and, and we pl- we ended up playing in the spring that year because of COVID. So it was like a month between my last high school game and when I actually got to Madison. So it was kind of like right in the middle of that time period that, you know, I was told I was going to be a running back but I mean, I love it now. You know, like I said, I'd play running back for years before, but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of the more, one of the, I would say easier positions to kind of get a feel for. Cause I mean, you really just, just playing football. That's like one of the only positions you're really just playing football. You know, you you get the ball and try to get to the end zone. So it's just really as simple as that. But like you said, it comes with added responsibility, especially being here um, at, at running back university. So, it's a lot of fun though. you know, the I feel like the city of Madison really kind of shows extra uh an extra amount of love and support for for whoever the running back is. and um, I' it's, it's been amazing.
1: that goes all the way back many years to the top of the top, which would be Ron Dane in our category there. and you know you're obviously carrying on that tradition you know perfectly. and you mentioned coach Christ bringing you into play. he was a big part of your success, run heavy package. mean now, there's a changing of the guard now, now with Coach Fickle. Uh, touch on your start with him, you know, what changes you've seen and how will it help your game? Obviously, um, you mentioned going to be it's going to be better not having stacked boxes, eight, nine guys in the box, and you're trying to navigate that. How does that get you excited and how what have you seen so far within spring and summer practices so
2: far? To touch on the change with Coach Fickle, the easiest way to put it was just a complete culture change, I would say. Just the way that we do things and our main kind of motto is the way you do anything's the way you do everything. So kind of just taking that approach with with everything that we're doing is he's been an amazing coach and just gotta be around so far and um the staff that he brought in top tier. So along with you know the the recruits and the transfers that that we're getting uh consistently it's just everything's kinda you know taking the next step. It's exactly what this program needed, I thought and um, I'm, I'm just very excited for the future, especially, you know, you, you talked about the stack boxes and um, obviously with the new offense that we're running in North Carolina, Coach Longo had stack boxes at one of the lowest rates in college football. So uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see that, be able to improve this next year and in, in every asset of my game. So I'm definitely very excited.
1: Well, it's funny that you say that with the stack boxes and I touched on it earlier, you know, back to back 1200 yard seasons and some people have asked Coach Longo and Coach Pickle about are we going to be too pass-heavy, da-da-da, and he, he, he made sure to say no. Running the ball and winning those one-on-one battles is the center of Wisconsin football. That's the core. That's the identity. You're coming off a uh, offensive MVP in the bowl game last year, second team all Big Ten. When you hear comments like that, what do you see
2: for yourself this year in the coming years? I guess kind of going into my third year, the ideal plan, ideal scenarios, always for, always been for me to, to play college for three years and um, go on to the NFL. So I would say that's a goal for myself, just putting myself in the position to be a high draft pick, but that's about it. I mean, everything kind of comes along with that. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're going to be a high draft pick, you probably had pretty good numbers. You probably, um, you know, did your job very well. And if I'm doing all that, I'm sure we have a very good chance to win as many games as we want. So just kind of always doing my job to the best of my ability to to help team win. You know, obviously, as you mentioned a little bit, our our offense is a little bit more pass heavy. So could mean I don't get as many carries. But, you know, if I'm back there and pass protecting really well, you know, Tanner's going to throw a lot of touchdown passes. Uh, So whatever I'm I'm called on to do, just want to make sure that I I do that to the absolute best of my ability. We're going to see some quality
1: touches for you this year. We're going to see you in the passing game. We're going to see you, obviously, in the running game. Does that get you excited to think, hey, I can put even more things on tape, like you said, in pass protection or different nuanced parts of your game where it's going to translate to the next level?
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely exciting. You know, I think a big part of that is definitely another big part that will will help me kind of in that transition to the next level is having played in two completely different offenses, you know, where obviously we're super run heavy and lots of power, lots of inside zone, pretty much just just trying to shove the ball down the field basically and now you know we're kind of super spread out like you said I'm going to have to do a lot of different things um especially catching the ball so I'm I'm definitely excited excited for that and uh, like I said just kind of having experience in both in in two different types of offenses is is also going to help me a, a lot as well absolutely so you're playing in an era that I didn't have the chance to play in with the
1: NIL space and I think it's awesome you guys get to take control of your brand for the first time. As a student athlete, how have you felt about that opportunity to feel like some of this hard work's paying off off the field as well and you have, you know, the ability to control how you're perceived and you know, work in a space that is uh, unique to college athletes now, but I think a a great thing. So how have you found this NIL era for you guys?
2: This has been awesome. Um like you said, just being able to you know, almost be paid for for your hard work. Um, you know, with opportunities opportunities that come along with it. And on my team, you know, I'm I'm with Team Lambie, so they've they've done a great job getting me different marketing opportunities and, and things like that. Have all been really enjoyable. Never, you know, really too much. Just kind of go in, do some things, and um, that's it. It's been a lot of fun for me um, and my family, but I enjoy it a lot. Like it, you know, like I mentioned, but I think it's it's great for college athletics. And We've talked to so many
1: student-athletes now, and um, you guys all do an incredible amount of charitable work in the Madison community or your hometowns. That's the thing I think that's been great about this new era, taking control and using a lot of times their platform now to promote change or or support causes or awareness that they're big on. Is there something that you've
2: embraced or that you're interested in supporting or getting more involved with through this space? Yeah, so I kind of... I have a, a charity softball name um, that goes towards the, the Braylon Allen Fund, which I kind of break up into different areas and organizations that I was a part of growing up. Um, so, you know, Chon goes to the, the Youth Football League and Fond du Lac, some of the Boys and Girls Club, YMCA, high school football team, all that type of stuff. So pretty much everything, you know, like I said, I was involved with growing up. And um, I just find it as a good way to give back to the community and everybody that supported and helped me throughout my career so far. I um, mean it's just fun, you know, like um softball games, just a, a good opportunity for us to kind of get away from the facility for for a day and hang out and kind of even build more of a bond just with your brothers. And it was fun last year. So this is our second annual one. It should be a, a great turnout again. Definitely excited for it.
1: That's awesome that you plugged Braille and Allen fund to helping, you know, people back home in Fond du Lac, a place that obviously is very near and dear to your heart. So for those of you listening, if you want to check that out. Braylon Allen fund again and uh, we appreciate you mentioning that for us one more thing before you go what has been your fondest memory so far competing as a Badger has it lived up to your expectations and
2: what is one thing you want to do before you leave yeah there's a lot of a lot of great memories already just after after two seasons of playing I think I gotta say probably the best one was Nebraska my freshman year Second to last game, you know. Obviously, um, I mentioned before, you know, Melvin Gordon be my favorite player. His game against, you know, those that same team um, is, is the game that I watched and kind of decided I wanted to play football. So, going into that game, I, I heard Melvin was going to be on campus and be attending the game. He's honorary captain, all that. So, got to meet him in the training room right before we went out. I was with him, um, you know, during the coin toss and, and whatever, and just kind of being out there on that field was with, with my favorite player. Um about to play the same team that, you know, he went crazy against and then that actually ended up being my best game with him in attendance. So that was probably my best memory so far. Uh, and I got to say before I leave, definitely, definitely just want to win a championship as, that's, that's first and foremost.
1: Can't say it better than that. And by the way, 228 and three tutties that night as a freshman. So we're excited to see even more this year some broken records for yourself this year coming up with all those gaps you're going to have to run through we appreciate what you do on the field we appreciate even more what you do off the field Braylon best of luck let's go get a championship this year with you leading the way we we can't wait to watch you guys play and best of luck
2: yes sir let's get it thank you
1: thank you so much Braylon now it's time for the name image likeness roundup of some of the latest initiatives that student-athletes around the country have accomplished. And don't forget that if you want to find out what you can do to support Badger student-athletes, you can do so by visiting the varsitycollective.com. So first up, we have a really exciting NIL deal that took place over March Madness, courtesy of Buffalo Wild Wings. I think everyone loves some B-dubs. They owned the NCAA tournaments over time with customized ads when a game went to OT. And had an overtime wing time campaign, which rewarded fans with six free bonus wings each time a game went into overtime in the men's or women's tournaments. I think that's one of those things that you see people sweating the under, sweating the over while they're betting. People are also sweating trying to get those free wings. That's a great initiative there. And on top of that, this year, they signed athletes during the tournament who sent their games to overtime. How cool is that? Next we want to highlight one of our own student athletes creating waves in the NIL space and someone we actually just heard from, Braylon Allen. Because of his success on and off the field, Braylon has captured the attention of many, many companies. He is working with companies like Iron Jock, a company specializing in athletic apparel, Barstool Sports, and more. Way to go, Braylon. Finally, last year, Degree Deodorant has signed 18 diverse and standout student-athletes to its second annual NIL Breaking Limits team, with our very own Badger Chucky Hepburn being one of them. The goal is Degree to give college student-athletes from a diverse set of schools, sports, and backgrounds a platform to share their stories and inspire the confidence in everyone to believe in themselves. Chucky's story of adversity and breaking limits is truly inspirational. Last year, Chucky lost his brother due to gun violence, but despite this tragedy, Chucky has used this loss as a source of motivation and strength to compete even harder and perform even better both on and off the court in memory of his beloved brother. Special story, Chucky, and thanks to Degree for recognizing student-athletes just like Chucky. Now for our next segment, I'm pleased to welcome on a very exciting guest, current Wisconsin Badger men's basketball player, our point guard, number 23, Chucky Hepburn. Thanks for joining us. How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing fine. Good to see you again. Good to talk to you. Let's start at the beginning. I know you now for probably three, four years, I've been very impressed by who you are on and off the, the court, but to give a background to how you became you, we can start from the beginning. I think you were a pretty household name for most Wisconsin basketball fans before you even stepped foot on campus as a four-star recruit, the number two ranked player in all of Nebraska and the number 20 point guard in the nation. And that's a great recruit to have. And Badger fans are very excited about you. How did the Chucky Hepburn basketball career start? Where did it start? Why did it start? And that
0: love for the game, where did that fire light? For sure. You know, from a young age, you know, probably since I was three years old, I've always been around the game of basketball. You know, my pops was always playing directly. So he would take me and my brother both to go watch him play while we just sat and watched him. You know, sometimes on the sideline, we'd be shooting around. Our balls would like fly on the court when they're playing and he would get mad at us sometimes. So we, me and my brother just always wanted to make it. So that's how we fell in love with the game a little bit. And then, you know, just growing up, like I said, having the pops around, playing basketball, coaching us, you know, that's kind of where I fell in love with the game.
1: And you can see that love with the way that that you play the game, especially in those big moments. Is that something that's always been part of you is no matter how the situation is on the court, you seem to be enjoying it through the good and the bad. And a lot of times that joy and that, that want that you play with helps you in those big moments. Is that
0: something that's always been in your DNA or have you had to train that and work that up to get to the level that you're at now? definitely always been in me. I think it was in my brother first, and then, you know, I watched my brother want to go dominate on the court, so that kind of filled me, filled the fire to my uh, system. Being around the game, basketball, my pops, man, my brother, you know, just helped me a lot. Absolutely. So going back to that, originally from Omaha, right, that's
1: rival territory, I'd say, especially for football, Badgers, Nebraska, two-storied programs, but then now in basketball, is Nebraska now there, since they joined the Big Ten, their program's
0: getting better and better and better. What made you decide to come to Madison instead of staying home? You know, I just love the uh, the culture that Wisconsin was building, you know, within the program and without the program. You know, everybody's supporting it. just felt like a family to me. Between the players, you know, the coaching staff, the boosters, like everybody around it. It was just such a big family, and I, and I wanted to be a part of that. Coming to Wisconsin on three of my visits before I even committed here, you know, I just felt that love and support from them right away.
1: Yeah, if you follow your socials, I would always see you retweeting and interacting with fans before you even got on campus and fans taking pictures with you. And that's a special bond, especially to grow even before you get here. What is it like being part of that Badger community and knowing, you know, whether at the Kohl Center or if you're on the road or in an NCAA tournament game, that you're going to have a fan base following you, traveling with you having your back, and when you walk around the streets, people giving you a pat on the back,
0: what's it like to be part of that Badger community? This past season wasn't the way we wanted it to go, but you know, it's still amazing. Still walking on the streets, people still taking pictures with me, asking for autographs, just saying what's up to me. You know, I love that, and that's just what Badgers are about. Win or loss, they're gonna support us no matter what. Well, I think you saying that as
1: a leader, when you said this past year didn't go the way exactly you wanted it, but I think that's what makes you special. That's what makes Badger Team special is that we recognize when things aren't the way we want it to be. Does that spur you to take the next step every time? We go into the summer right now. I want to be better at this. I want to be better at this. As a leader, are you approaching each day with that mentality or that you want more? Or are you trying to instill your teammates to get better? Or is it kind of a, hey, I'm going to lead by example. These guys look to me. I'm going to add this to
0: my game to show who we are. Absolutely. You know, I think everybody knows our goals and what we're capable of. So I think everybody has that instilled in them already. So it makes my job as a leader a little bit easier because I don't have to get on everybody as much. You know, everybody, this past offseason, you know, in the spring, we, we lifted for four weeks and everybody was locked in. They didn't really have to get on anybody to lift a lot. You know, they're they're in the zone already. And that's what I love about this team. You know, that's why I think this team, this next year is going to be really special for us. I was impressed by last year in the summer when I came back, how much you add to your game,
1: your one-on-one game, your mid-range game, your jump shot. Every year it's looking cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. What's one thing that you're looking for coming into next year that people are going to be like, wow, Chucky
0: added that. What have you been sharpening right now? I'm just finishing my body right now. You know, that's my main thing. And, you know, when I go back this summer, I'm actually going down to KC to work out with my trainer down there. And, you know, the main thing I'm working on is finishing. You know, I did not finish anywhere where I wanted to. So I think... Just being able to finish and show my athleticism around the rim, I think that's what people can see from you from next year.
1: That's going to open up a scarier bag for you, so we're excited to see that. But since I played at Wisconsin, I'm still playing, but since I was at school, times have changed a little bit. Now with the era of NIL upon us, students now have the ability to take control of their image for the first time, and I think it's awesome. And as a student-athlete yourself, how do you feel about the opportunity to have control of your own brand and... If you want to touch on your NIL deal that you signed with Degree, being named part of their second annual Breaking Limits team,
0: what motivated you to make that step and sign with Degree? I love the fact that athletes are able to get paid now, but it's still to a point where I know if I don't produce on the court, none of this stuff will happen. No, I'm not going to get paid. So I'm not really, I don't really focus on the NIL part too much. I just know I have to go in and put the work in and then be able to produce on the court. The deal with degree, no, you know, that's a great one because, you know, I've always kind of used degree growing up. You know, that's something my pops always grabbed for us. So, you know, just be able to being able to sign with them was like such a blessing. It's something that I never imagined growing up as a kid that had that deal. Well, it's awesome. We're happy that you guys are getting the accolades you
1: deserve and getting the recognition through different sponsorships and deals. I think that's what it's all about. And uh, one thing Badger athletes have been doing a very good job about in this NIL era is... Charitable work, especially in the community, Madison community, Wisconsin community as a whole. I mean, through this era, it's a huge benefit that you can now choose causes or organizations that are important to you or important to the team or your family to raise awareness for things. Has there been a charity or cause that you or the team have embraced or something that in the future, maybe you're interested in supporting and getting more
0: involved with? For sure. There's definitely stuff I'm looking forward to getting more involved in. Like um, my parents... Worked at the Boys and Girls, Club. that's actually how they met. In the future, I looked for doing more stuff with the Boys and Girls Club back in Omaha, where um, I kind of like grew up around and you know stuff like that. That's awesome. And I know you have fan base of young boys and girls that look up to you, so I think that'll be
1: something right up your alley. And before we let you go, a couple more for you. We've seen you hit big shots. We've seen you hit step back daggers on guys, shushing the crowd. What has been your favorite, or maybe top two, three memories? As a Badger, whether it's at home or on the road, because you seem to like the big moment. What is one or two moments that you're like, man, when I'm 50 years old, I'm gonna look back and be like, yeah, that was pretty sick?
0: Well, the first one is definitely the Purdue game. You know, um, that's definitely a life changing experience for me to hit the shot and win the Big Ten Championship. You know, I think anybody could say that's the probably their uh, biggest moment of their life. And the second one would probably be against Marquet. Got, the, got uh, hurt at the start, actually, the end of the first half, came back with like, no, seven minutes left to go, and still hit a, like a big shot to put us up. So you know that's definitely one of the other big shots you know I hit, and we'll definitely remember.
1: I think that's why fans gravitate towards you is even if you're not feeling good, if you're not shooting good that night, you're like, hey, I-, I have the confidence to take this one, and I think that's a special breed of guy. And especially as an athlete myself, I know those moments where guys they would rather have someone else have the ball. I've been in that situation where I'm like, ah, I'm not feeling it tonight, but. You know, it's for you to be one of those guys that no matter what, you're you're stepping up, taking that. That's what a leader does. You do that so well. And I'm excited for this next step for you guys because I really see it there. And you got some guys that really want, you want to get to that next step as a program. I mean, is that something you guys have been sharing with each other? Like, hey, we got to take this next step. We see the potential in us. We It's just, it's there for us to take it. We're so close. Is that something that you guys are dwelling on? Or is that something that's kind of unsaid? But it's in the back of your minds.
0: That was definitely said during the season this past season. You know, there's multiple, multiple, multiple games. We were right there, you know. Um, We were right there. We could have won the game. And there are other games where we were up 5, 10 points. And we just got to learn how to put the foot on the throat. And we just got to learn how to finish our games. When we're up 15, it's go up 30 instead of let them come back in the game. So we just got to learn how to figure out how to win those games. Uh, It was a lot of of guys' first years, you know, so it was definitely some learning experiences. But next year, I think now that we have more experience, I think we'll learn how to put that foot on the gas pedal.
1: Absolutely. Before you go, I know you have a little bit more time here at UW before you move on to bigger things. And we see a very bright future for you, obviously. But what are some of your goals and aspirations for
0: post-college life as you enter the second half of your college career? Playing the NBA has always been one of my goals, especially growing up in Omaha, Nebraska. It's not very likely to see somebody go to the NBA from Omaha. So to be able to put myself in the situation, having my pops around to help me in this situation, that you was know, definitely a blessing, and I'm excited for the future.
1: We're excited for your future. You got the skill, you got the mindset. I mean, you got a good head on your shoulders, Chucky. Always good talking with you. I'm sure I'll see you this summer chop it up a little bit but as always it's good to speak with you good to see you again and best of luck coming into this next season
0: absolutely vice versa
1: thanks for listening to the varsity beat presented by the varsity collective i'm your host sam decker stay tuned for the next episode and in the meantime learn how you can get involved with the varsity collective and support badger student athletes at the varsity